let's just talk today really quickly about realtors um, and, and how they price properties, how they how they sell properties, and you working with maybe selling a, your first property, which is what I'm doing right now. Um, so I, I got a property in Glendora. I've talked about this before. Uh, um, I bought it for three eighty. Uh, my mother actually uh, paid off the loan because she wanted the cash flow from it, and I thought, why not? You know, that way I can my debt to income ratio would look a little bit better, so I can go out buy some other stuff. And here we are, six years down the road. I bought it for three eighty. Um, we're gonna sell it for five seventy five. We're gonna be in contract going in today. And you know it's 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 hard to sell a property that that you got for a great deal. Your co- your cost basis is low, um, and it's in a beautiful area. Many of us we be- we become infatuated with our properties. We love our properties, and that's really what a lot of, it slows down a lot of investors. And it it slows me down too. And I've had a lot of debate internally about whether or not to keep it long term for my entire life or not and let let me just say this about that and what i've learned about listening to a lot of other investors both in real estate um, the stock market and people who consider them you know very very experienced in both they don't they don't stick with these for long term and they don't become emotionally attached with them they they are cold to the bone when it comes to these type of investments and you cannot fall in love with these type of properties or, or with any type of asset. Um, an asset is a means to an end. And even though some may perform, if something performs for you the way it should, feel free to justify it if you want to keep it. But what I've learned as an investor is that even the best deal, every investor has their own personal growth um, development story. Mine is no different from probably a lot of others but what you end up learning is is that even the best deal that you may find at one point may become just an average deal later i bought it for 380 i was renting it out for 2500 a month um good cash flow covering the the theoretical mortgage that i was paying to my to my mother Uh, even a little cash flow left over beautiful area but it was appreciating and for the value of the property, the, the cash flow I was getting just simply wasn't... I, I could go out there and get better. And that's something I probably couldn't even say five years earlier when, when properties were at a discount. Because if you are committed to what you're doing and you love what you're doing and you're in the market and you learn your area and areas, your, your school districts... Uh, your your asset type, your industry, your 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 market industry, you become better at refining your own search, and you will find other deals out there, and you will learn that there is um, light beyond the tunnel of where you're at. Um, you you know I told myself five years ago I'd say why would I ever sell this property? This property's going to cash give me cash for the rest of my life i'm gonna look like a genius because i know it's gonna continue to appreciate so it it never you know constrain your mindset to where you think something is so certain 
And this goes for everything in life. I, w- I won't tell you how many times I've been so certain about something, about me hating a certain area or me disliking a certain person, only to find out that um, I, I end up loving that area or loving that person. They become a very good friend of mine that, that I could have never imagined. There was a coworker. This is a short story, but there was a coworker of mine at, at my last company. Um, he was difficult to work with. He uh, consistently was late on delivering, you know, his his um, services and his products on time. I, I, I'm trying to limit to what I'm trying to say about this person because I'm afraid, you know, I don't want to say who who that person is. But but after working with him and talking with him and being in the same room with him with multiple meetings um what i learned is this person just simply had a very high standard of work for what he did and he didn't want to settle he was a person that did not want to settle uh, he, and th- th- i still disagreed with him on a lot of stuff because despite having a very high standard he his standards were so high he was difficult to work with that he would never he could never restrain his own thinking to what was in front of him and how to get the task at, at hand done but but I appreciated what he did because there are too many people who settle everywhere you go in, in business and in life people everywhere they settle they settle for for what needs to get done in the immediate and the and the long term um, goals, the improvement that needs to happen, um, it, it, it often gets overlooked and 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 just simply just gets ignored. And I was sick of it as well. So I, I soon began to appreciate his tone and try to be that voice of reason for him in those meetings, and also fight for him. Um, while I said, "Hey, listen, you know, I, I agree with what you're saying." And I want to do what you're saying, but let's not do it right now. Let's let's make a commitment. Let's put in, commit to some actions right now that will that will help us in the long term. But let's also try to fix what's in front of us because we need to to ship parts. Um. So don't don't constrain your thinking. Keep an open mind towards everything. Understand that no matter how much you may love something right now. You may love something more in, in the future. Uh, commit, commit to your education. Commit to surrounding yourself with like-minded people. Go to meetups. Even if you see absolutely no benefit in it right now. Like, you know these people may be trying to sell you something. Um, but, but commit yourself to surrounding yourself with the right people. And, and, to, and to feeding the beast, as Grant Cardone says. Feed the beast, whatever it is. Don't don't worry about what the payoff is. Don't don't think about what the return of investment is right now. Okay? Just feed your fire. Do do what you love. Surround yourself with people that are like-minded and that love what you do, that can talk to you about it, that can just can that can just keep putting wood on that fire. And um, I think you'll see the results no matter what they are. So I, I love real estate. I love residential real estate. I mean, I haven't gotten to multifamily yet, although I'm starting to fall in love with that. Um, at the more I just listen to it and learn from it. I hope this music isn't bothering you in the background. Um, but that, that's what I'm doing. And so I'm selling this property and I'm going to, I might get hit with taxes. I'm going to try to do a 1031. 
you know, we'll see if I can find another property in time. But even if I don't, you know, uh, I need to do what it takes to feed the fire. Okay? And life is short. Okay? Life is short. And I love my mother to death. And But, but put it frankly, um, you know, she bought some great properties. She had a low-cost basis. And she sat on them. And they paid her well. And they will provide for her... Uh, um, a comfort in retirement that many of her friends cannot afford. You know, she's she's in a small town and she drives a, a Lexus. She lives in a, a, a beautiful house and she will have cash flow that will take her to comfort for the rest of her life. And maybe that's something that she didn't have and that's why she is satisfied with that. And I don't need to worry about that because frankly, you know, I, I have a great job. My wife has a great job. Our parents have provided a life for us that that provides me, you know, the opportunity to to take more risks. So I I, I appreciate that. But regardless, it doesn't matter how you get to where you're at. It doesn't matter what it takes to get you to the right mindset. You need to be in the mindset of do whatever it takes to feed the fire. If I had to sell property so I can get money out, so I can continue to look for better properties, because that's what I love to do. I love to find deals. I love to find deals and I love to put work into them and I love to build that equity and get that cash flow, the money that I put into it, right? So if I had to sell a, if I had to sell a great property for a fantastic property, then so be it, even if I don't even have a fantastic property in my crosshairs right now. Even if I go out there and find another good property or another great property, so be it. I'm feeding the fire. I'm keeping my passion alive. I'm continuously looking because if I don't, the fire dies. If I settled and I just sat on these properties because we're in a little bit of an expensive market right now, and I just said, I'm just going to wait for I don't know how long. Is it going to be a year? Could it be five years? If it takes five years and I can't do anything, if I can't buy a property, if I can't put in work, my fire is going to fucking die. It's going to go out because you cannot keep a fire going that long without taking action. So um, this is where I'm at. I'm trying to sell another property right now. We're going to see how that turns out. So I completely derailed from my original thought. You know, my original thought was actually talking about real estate agents and listing price so i'm gonna go back into that now with what time i have left but um so real estate agents so just to let you know you know i i I told my agent when i when i was first about to list a property like tell me what price you think i could sell it at where i'm gonna get an offer in the first two weeks as soon as you list the property i want an offer in two weeks what is the highest price i should list it at and still get an offer within two weeks and you know what she told me? 530000 I I almost freaking, like, I, I was between laughter and anger. Like, are you trying to, <laughs> are you trying to um, get a bargain out of me? Like, I'm not trying to sell something at a fire sale here. Okay, so I was frankly angry. And as a result, but nonetheless, I did think that maybe my, uh, you know, my price of somewhere closer to 600 was far too high. So let's just, let's just play out what happened. I listed it lower at 570. Within a week, I had an offer of 560. 
And I knew that 560 was not the, I knew I could get a higher price. Immediately after I got it, I knew I had listed it too low. And I knew that the buyer had given me an offer at 560 simply because they didn't want to pay full price. So, you know, I was stuck in a very tough decision because if I was serious at listing it at 570, I should have taken the 560 price. But I told, you know what, I was stubborn and I knew I had made a mistake and I wasn't going to settle. Usually your first offer at your list price is the, is the best price. But you know what? I was stubborn. I'm like, you know what? If worse comes to worse, I made a mistake. And if I had to take the property off the market, so be it. But I am not selling it for a dime under 570 So I told, the, I told them, like, listen, I'm countering full price. So be it. And after a little bit of back and forth, the buyer eventually walked. And um, I regretted it a little bit. And I said, listen, I want you to raise the listing price. You got you got to be you got to commit to what you know. Don't let an agent tell you anything. And if you're wrong, so be it, but at least you're wrong on your own terms. So I said, "Listen, I want you to raise the the list price." I understand we only got one offer. I understand we may not be getting a ton of showings, but we are still getting showings. But I know what this property is worth. I know the value of it and I know it's worth more than that. So I said, "Raise it 585." It's been two weeks and we got a new offer, 570. I'm gonna count it back, 575. So I, I think we're gonna end up settling at 575. They're, I mean, that's typically what their offer is representing. They, their agent has almost confirmed to that already. Um, so we'll probably lock it down at 575 and I, I'm okay with letting it go. I personally think it might be worth a little bit more, but at this point I'm not gonna bicker anymore. I wanna get the money out because there's talks of a recession. I'm not the type of person who tries to time the market, uh, but it's been a good run. It's been a pretty good run, um, and I think even though we're, we may not be at the very peak, I think that uh, we're close to it. And don't try and be one of those people who times it perfectly, because if you do, you'll be you'll be late to the party. Okay, so I'm gonna go ahead and um, I'm okay letting go of five five seventy five. Um, after all costs and expenses, I'm probably gonna net about 540 before taxes. I'll try and 1031 that over into something. So I'm gonna make about, I'm gonna net about 150 before taxes, maybe about 135 after taxes. That's not including over six years. I've gotten in cash flow 160 thousand dollars. So you know, you add everything together. It's, it's been a good run. But, you know, for $540,000, I want to go out there and earn more equity. Let's, let's put that money to work, okay? Because right now it's sitting there. And if the best I can do is, um, you know, 5% on my money at rent over that, t- over that period, then, you know what, well, who am I? Am I, am I better than the next guy? Anybody could do that. If you can't get better than 5% on your money, what are you even doing? You're not working hard enough. The sweat equity you should bring to the table should bring in more than 5%. You should be around 10, 10 to 20% minimum with your sweat equity, okay? So that, that's where I'm at. Don't trust an agent. They, they may be great agents, but you if you know your property, then you are more familiar with that area than that agent will ever be. 
if that air if that agent specializes in that area they may not know your house like you know your house okay you know um put in a margin for error because your love for the property will obviously put it a little higher than maybe what it what it should be but that doesn't mean you 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 can't test it okay you need to calibrate your gut and the only way to calibrate your gut is to go out there and and be wrong sometimes um but the more you're wrong the more that calibration is going to be fine-tuned okay and the more your confidence in yourself is going to improve and that's what's ultimately going to make you a successful investor or a non-successful investor is your gut and everybody has their own road to development Uh, this is part of your road to development this is part of my road to development so and, and i'll tell you the older i get and the more i develop myself the more you will appreciate every investor out there that has had that journey already they every investor every singular person um comes with a set of skills a set of experiences that that has been developed through their own experiences and failures so what is your what is your road okay don't stop learning don't stop educating yourself don't stop calibrating your gut and and see where it takes you um i'll keep you updated on how these properties are going and what i find out there so that's all i got for today happy happy friday to everybody see you later